Now, the world has come into a sorry state, Watson. Here we are in 1903. The good queen dead these two years. The Boer War over. Misrule and exploitation in the Congo. And the royal family of Serbia assassinated. Rumbles of revolution throughout the East. Anarchists throwing bombs at the slightest excuse. <laughs> Indeed, a sad state of affairs. One can't set the world to write terms. All one can do is perform a worthwhile job to the community as best as one is able. Oh, I agree, but... There will be a revolution in Russia within our lifetime, I'm sure of that. The seed will be being sown. The harvest will be too dreadful to contemplate. But, as you say, we can only do our best, Watson. We can only do our best. Present the stories of Sherlock Holmes. Tonight, Pushkin Papers. It had been rather an eventful year, as Holmes had pointed out, and the future looked quite gloomy as far as international affairs were concerned. But my practice in St. John's Wood was doing rather well, and I was contentedly married. So I was a happy man. Mary, my wife, had gone up to Cumberland to stay for a few weeks with her aunt, and, as was my practice, I returned to my old rooms at Baker Street. It was like old times to breakfast with Holmes, reading the papers while a cheerful fire crackled in the grate and the rain splattered against the window panes. It was also like old times to have Mrs. Hudson announce a visitor. Gentlemen to see you, Mr. Holmes. Won't give no name and hasn't got an appointment. Shall I show him back out again, Sean? No, 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 Mrs. Hudson. It's a rainy morning. Maybe something of importance. Show the gentleman in. Very well. In here, please. Yes, thank you. I do beg your pardon, Mr. Holmes. This is an intrusion, but I thought it necessary. I shall not take up much of your time. Well, come in, sir. State your business. You may speak freely in front of my friend and colleague, Dr. Watson. Oh, the good doctor's name is known to me. I am Jason Pushkin. I am of British nationality and Russian antecedents. I am a bachelor, a scientist, and an inventor. I live at Royston Estates in Gatestone near Chelmsford. I have a small cottage and workshop in the grounds of my good friend, Claude Miller. I, uh, I understand that uh, you are not only a famous detective, Mr. Holmes, but that you have a brother, Mycroft, who is uh, somewhat attached to the British Foreign Office. Is this correct? This is perfectly correct. If you can state your business as clearly as you have given your background, we shall get along famously. Oh, thank you. I have papers, secret papers, which I can trust to no one. Therefore, I bring them to you. Well, I, I am flattered, but surely this is taking a great risk. I'm quite unknown to you. Would it not be better to deposit any valuable papers you have in the strong room of the bank? Oh, no, 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 no. I may wish to get at the papers at any time, to arrange for them to be sent anywhere in the country at a moment's notice, and uh, I do not wish people to know that I regard them as important. I take it that your secret papers are some form of protective weapon which the country may be developing, Jonesford is the headquarters of the Naval Research College. I need say no more. <laughs> no, no indeed. 
Uh, but um, tell me, will you undertake this assignment, uh, if one can call it? I shall cooperate to the fullest extent. Uh, then here, in my case... Uh, in uh, this envelope is the results of 20 years of work. Guard it with your life, Mr. Holmes. I shall indeed. But now, Mr. Pushkin, uh, tell me who you fear most. I... I beg your pardon. You asked me to guard your work with my life. No doubt you are prepared to do the same. But you fear someone will be prepared to kill you in order to get the contents of this envelope? Otherwise, why get rid of it? Whom do you fear? <sighs> I wish I could answer that. If I could, I should go to the police or one of the branches of government security. I do not know. But there is an organization at work in this country. It is known only as the Red Secession. As its name implies... It is a revolutionary organization dedicated to the destruction of the British Empire and a state of anarchy in Europe. Well, I am not prepared to have my work destroyed. Hence my request. I understand. Well, thank you for your trust. I shall see the envelope doesn't fall into the wrong hands. That is all I need to know. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Holmes, Dr. Watson. I will take up no more of your time. Good day to you. I shall be in touch with you very shortly. Uh, uh, do not worry, I can find my own way out. <laughs> well, Holmes, we've had some pretty strange visitors in these rooms over the years, but surely Mr. Jason Pushkin must be quite unique. Yes, very odd. It doesn't quite make sense. Yes, but I have a feeling that this meeting is going to lead us into very deep waters, Watson. What, what are you going to do? Well, a great deal of checking up. Now, first of all, a safe place for these papers... Turn back the carpet in the corner opposite the window, Watson. <laughs> Mrs. Hudson is a good housekeeper, but I'll wager she hasn't had that carpet up in a dozen years. Can you manage? Uh, yes, yes, I think so. It's flush with the wall, of course, and hard to prise up, but... Uh, uh, yes, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, do we know that this Pushkin man is genuine, Holmes? He, he could be some crank, not what he says he is at all. Now, that's where the checking up comes in. Well, there should be no difficulty. Mycroft is certain to be at the Diogenes Club at lunchtime. You'll be most interested in this man. If this matter is as serious as it appears, then we should have an interesting time ahead. Don't you agree, Watson? I left Holmes and went about my own business. It was late when I returned. There was a hot supper waiting for me and a note from Holmes saying he would be dining out. I read for an hour or so and then decided upon an early night. At one in the morning, I woke to find the passage light still burning. Holmes had not returned. But in the morning, he was up and about before I was, and in a very bad mood. I've been a fool, Watson. An overcautious fool. I'm so used to people telling me lies that I can't see the truth when it's placed before me. Well, what is it, Holmes? What's wrong? This is what is wrong. Read it yourself. I cannot bear to go all over it again. Uh, robbery and murder at Royston Estate near Chelmsford. Local scientist Jason Pushkin shot while tackling thieves, Holmes. Oh, Holmes, is this possible? I should have gone down there straight away. That man knew he was going to be murdered. He as good as told me so. I didn't take his word for it. I had to go into things with my usual thoroughness and so waste time. I, I blame myself. Oh, time. come on, come Holmes. I don't see how you could possibly have prevented this. It, it says here that he was fending off burglars. Oh, rubbish. Housebreakers rarely do a job armed to the teeth. It was murder. Murder by the Red Secession Organization. Deliberately planned and carried out to look like a chance killing. How 
excuse me, Mr. Holmes. Are you and the doctor ready for breakfast now? Oh, and Inspector Gregson has just arrived. He's in the hall. Mm, well, bring him up, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, we'll make it breakfast for three. I doubt if I shall get a chance of another meal today. Very good, sir. Come this way, Inspector. Uh, and I'll be bringing on the eggs and bacon straight away. Thanks, Mrs. Hudson. Come in, Gregson. I know why you're here. My brother got in touch with you at the yard and says... You've got to get down to Gateston near Chelmsford as soon as possible. Is that not so? That's right, Mr. Holmes. I don't quite know what he expects us to find. From all the reports we've received, it seems like a clear case of armed robbery that led to a murder. Regrettable, but that's it. It's regrettable, but I'm afraid that isn't it. We're about to move in muddy waters, Gregson. Unless we move with extreme care and arrive at the correct solution, we could stir up so much trouble that the whole of the balance of power in Europe could be changed. Yes, the man Jason Pushkin was no ordinary scientist. I've been going into his history very carefully. He came to this country many years ago after being accused of betraying revolutionary elements in Russia. He's been on the condemned list for years. Well, now they've got him. You mean it's a political murder? Yes, I do, but come, we waste time. I must get down to the Royston Estates and interview everyone concerned. It's important that we reach the scene of the crime and inspect Pushkin's body before a lot of bungling policemen destroy all the worthwhile clues. Ah, breakfast. Right on time. Make a good meal, both of you. We made a good breakfast and also good time to Chelmsford. A carriage was waiting to take us out to Gatestone and the Royston Estates. We were expected. Claude Miller, Jason Pushkin's best friend, was waiting for us. He welcomed us to his home and then... A terrible tragedy. I cannot believe it. Of course, there have been several robberies in this district over the past few months, and we've all taken extra precautions. Yeah, it was typical of Jason's. He attacked the man so fearlessly. He should have let him get away. Nothing he could have stolen from here would have mattered compared to Jason's life. Then you are certain it was the work of thieves, Mr. Miller? It would, of course. Jason fought like a demon, but the, the man was armed, and the gun went off. There's no doubt about how it happened or when it happened. It was exactly five minutes past ten last night. I was going to bed. I heard cries from the garden. I went to the window, and at that moment, my son, who was in his dressing gown smoking in the library, pulled aside the heavy curtains of the downstairs room, and the light showed the two men fighting. There was a shot. Jason dropped to the ground, and the assailant was off like a deer. Matthew, that's my son, rushed out to help. By the time he reached him, Jason was dead. We raised the alarm, but uh, no one was found. Yes, we... We both saw it happen. We both saw him die. At that moment, we were joined by Matthew Miller. He confirmed everything his father had told us. It was terrible. I was so concerned about Jason that I knelt beside him, not realizing that he was a dead man. So the murderer got clear away. I see. Could you identify him if you saw him again? No, I, I don't think so. He was a middle-sized man and dressed in dark clothing. He made off through the middle path across the lawn and jumped the fence into the road. Father saw that also. Uh, I was still standing aghast at the window when this man got away. It was just as Matthew says, the spot by the elm tree. He used one of the branches to help him vault over the fence. It's a sad story, Mr. Miller. Was anything stolen from we've, the house? We've had a thorough search. There appears to be nothing missing. I think Jason came across the thieves before they had a chance to enter the place. You say there were two or more men? We only saw one, but there was the sound of a carriage starting... I assume there was another man driving, waiting to make their escape. Yes, I see. Well, the inspector will obviously take your statements. I'll take a look around the grounds, if I may. And then, I suppose, the unhappy task of examining the dead body at the local mortuary. 
I'm deeply sorry this has happened. Uh, is there an next of kin? I, uh, I think he has a sister living, but uh, not in this country. Doubtless that will all come to light when his effects are studied by the police. We have touched nothing in his cottage, of course. I see. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I shall be about half an hour, Inspector. Come, Watson. For about the next 35 minutes, Holmes went over the drive and gardens with his usual thoroughness. Eventually, out on the road, he gave an expression of satisfaction and demanded that the inspector be called and a visit made to the mortuary. There, his time of examination was even shorter. And within the hour, we were back at the railway station and just in time to take the return train to London. Well, Mr. Holmes, have you reached any conclusion? Oh, yes. It's an extremely obvious case. Elementary, my dear Inspector. You think the unknown assailant was a member of the Red Session? The whole thing staged to look otherwise. That is exactly what I think. Well, in that case, I hardly think it's obvious. It means we're looking for an assassin who will immediately disappear into thin air, almost certainly to get away from the country as speedily as possible. Oh, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think that at all. Look, I shall pose two questions to you. Ponder on them, because they will prove the key to the mystery. One is, why? If it was an anarchist bent on revenge, why was a bomb not used? Now, this is traditional. And the second is, why rob the house and not the cottage? Well, I don't know. You what? Oh, neither do I, but I do know one thing. Whoever killed Pushkin must have been after those papers. And therefore, I think we can... Yes, Doctor, you were saying. <laughs> yes, well, I think Watson means we shall expect even more trouble. If I may make a guess, and I loathe guessing... I should say the next development will take place about breakfast time tomorrow. But we shan't ask you to join us, Inspector. We'll be in touch later. And that is all we could get out of Holmes during that journey. Or, for that matter, that day. The next morning dawned bright and clear, and I was up and about early. So was Holmes. And when Mrs. Hudson brought in the breakfast, she also carried a small parcel on the tray. There we are, just as you like it. Sausages, kidneys and bacon... And tedgery, just to make a change. Oh, and this came for you, Mr. Holmes. Special delivery. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Please place the breakfast on the sideboard and the parcel on the table. Oh. Now, Watson, what do you make of this? Yes, I know. Yes, the time is just a few minutes to eight o'clock. My habits are well known. We sit down to breakfast at eight sharp, but not, I think, this morning, Watson. Listen. Gracious, the, the, the parcel, Holmes. Oh, it's this trust full of parcels that comes with the post unannounced. A bucket of water usually does the trick. However, in this case, it's necessary that the bomb is allowed to go off. So, on the stroke of the hour... I get outside in the passage. There's a cousin. Down, what's that? Down, I could scarcely believe my eyes. On the stroke of eight, Holmes lobbed the parcel at the window. The explosion rocked the room. Mrs. Hudson nearly fainted away in the passage. A lot of glass flew about the place, but neither Holmes nor I was injured. However, Holmes immediately gasped out. <coughs> get a, get a oh. carriage ambulance at once, Watson. Oh, heavens, Jones. Are you hurt? Oh, this is terrible. Just look at the window. Holmes, oh. Holmes, we don't need an ambulance, surely. Yes, we do, Watson. It's most important that whoever sent me that bomb thinks he's been successful. I wish to be taken to Paddington Hospital immediately, and I rely upon you to quieten Mrs. Hudson. And give us to the newspapers that I have been most grievously injured. I rely upon you. Right. Now, come now, not a moment to lose. The whole neighborhood will be here within a few seconds. It was all arranged as Holmes ordered. The ambulance men carried his still form out on a stretcher, 
And an hour later, I gave the sensational news to the London press. Mrs. Hudson, of course, had to be sworn to secrecy. But once she knew Holmes was perfectly all right, she entered into the spirit of the thing with alarming enthusiasm. By the late afternoon, she was completely absorbed in her role. Been crying my eyes out in front of the neighbours, I have. Describing the blood and mangled remains on the carpet. Oh, I really should have been an actress, you know. Wasted talents. Oh, by the way, a telegram's arrived for you. I've got it here in the pocket of my apron. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh. Oh, good gracious me, this is terrible. Oh, not more bad news, I hope. Oh, my wife, she's taken ill in Cumberland. Oh. I have to leave immediately. Surely not. Oh, oh. oh. Holmes. Oh. I'm glad I got here in time. Oh, Holmes. Oh. Uh, pray excuse my garb. It was essential to enter the building incognito. Thanks oh. the work clothes. I've come to inspect the damage to the window. Now, look here, Holmes. This has gone on long enough. I've just had this telegram from Mary. She's been taken ill and needs me. Why not check on it first, Watson? Send a wire inquiring about Mary's welfare... And I guarantee that you'll get a reply at once saying she's in splendid health. What you mean? You mean that... that... You, you are needed, out of the way. I'm in hospital, you are going to Cumberland, and Mrs. Hudson here is going to spend the night with her sister. Am I? Yes, you are. There will be no one here from now on, and the place will be completely unguarded. Oh, I, I see. You're, you're expecting the place to be burgled. Exactly. Why go to all this trouble unless there's a reason? And the reason? The Pushkin papers, of course. Now... Are you going to your sister's, Mrs. Hudson? Well, if you say so. I've never been so confused in the whole of my life. It still makes a change, doesn't it? You're doing splendidly, Mrs. Hudson. There's only one thing I want you to do now, and that is to leave the back door open. I'm expecting Inspector Gregson to join us later. Go on. Right. Go now. Oh, uh, and don't talk about anything you've seen or heard in the last 20 minutes. No, uh, no, Mr. Yes, Mr. Holmes. Oh, dear. I don't know what sort of part I'm supposed to play next. Where is it all going to end? That's what I ask myself. Where is it all going to end? Well, Holmes, where is it going to end? It's the capture of Jason Pushkin's murderer and a lead on the trail of the Red Secession. And when is it going to end? Well, our part of it all shall be over and done with tonight. I never thought I should have to hide out in my own home. Well, Watson, it seems it's necessary. Come, let's get ourselves settled down. <sighs> Gregson should be here soon. I think he'd better take the other room... We'll have to make do with the alcove and the curtains across it. Let's set the scene for the final act. Holmes and I concealed ourselves as best we could and then began the long wait. It seemed hours. The room grew dark and cold. But Holmes forbade any light and I remained cramped and irritable. Uh, you sure about this, Holmes? I mean, we could be here all night. Mm, we shan't be. But is it necessary? I mean, if the inspector's men are posted about the place, can't they handle it? Oh, that's unworthy of you, Watson. This assignment was entrusted to us. And... Wait. Listen. Our visitors are here. Quiet. Now, the main sitting room must be off the landing. This way. How can we make a search without using a light? Come in the daytime and risk it. Madness. We will manage. Come. This way. I have the lantern. But this is the room. Ah, the window has been boarded up. Good. Then we can risk more light. The gas, perhaps. Here. The lamp on the table. You take the desk, the drawers. I'll try the place. Holmes will never use such an obvious place. The pans will be in a flat envelope. Let's get the floor coverings up, the, the carpets. Come on, over here first. It's not there, mother. Oh, what? 
Place your hands above your heads, both no, of you. No, no, thank you. You won't get us like that. No, turn down. There was total confusion. And then Inspector Gregson's men took charge. The two men were overpowered. The main gas bracket was lit, and Claude Miller and his son were handcuffed together and taken away. Holmes and I tried to restore a little order to our rooms. Well, as I said to the inspector, it really was elementary, my dear Watson. It was clear from the first that the only people Jason Pushkin could have been scared of were the two men who lived in his immediate vicinity. I checked on Claude Miller and found his real name was Klaus Müller. And he had friends in the assassination of the Serbian royal family. A direct link with the Red Secession movement. The coincidence was too great. His son shot Jason when he went up to confront him that night. Their story of the armed burglar just didn't hold water. There was a ditch beyond the fence where the so-called burglar was supposed to have made his escape. The earth was wet. It had been raining and there were no marks in the ditch. No marks of the carriage on the road. Well, there's no need for this envelope. Yeah, but Holmes, the plans. The original envelope has been with Mycroft for days, Watson. You don't think I'd take a chance like that with the plans for Britain's new submarine, do you? Oh, well. I know what Mrs. Hudson's new role will be in the morning. Charwoman. <laughs> she won't care for that. Listen again next Sunday to The Stories of Sherlock Holmes with Graham Armitage's Holmes and Kerry Jordan as Dr. Watson.